What is going on, everybody? What a wonderful, wonderful episode this is. We have been thinking about this. We've been talking about it. Now we get to talk about it on air. It's finally here. We just saw HBO's episode one of The Last of Us. It premiered last night. And I don't know about you, but I've been thinking about this all day. John watched the episode twice. Uh, Tim and his wife watched it together. I know that's they've been going back and forth on what that looks like. I can't wait to get into all the details here today, and it's going to be awesome. Hopefully, you're joining us live at twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse, youtube.com slash thegeekiverse, and of course, facebook.com slash thegeekiverse. Thank you for joining us here for our chat. We'll keep it spoiler-free for the first few minutes, and then we'll dive into a ton of details. Uh, and we've All of us have lots to say. So, of course, with me today, Mr. Baba Yaga. John Fick. John, have you ever been more excited for a tv series no not even close i can't believe it's real i can't believe it's actually happening we've heard about this for so long like there's been rumors of the last of us it's going to be a movie it's going to make a great tv show it'll make a good this or that a netflix series like and i was terrified when we heard all those rumblings because the last of us is special it's precious we don't want to see it we know what video game adaptations can be right but you say hbo you say that neil Druckmann's involved you give me the director of chernobyl i'm all in and Oh man, it's 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 going to be fun to talk about. I'm right there with you, Tim. Have you ever been more excited for uh, for a series than this, or you know, is this up there? Give me give me the 101 on that. I'm not sure if excited is a good word here. Nervous, not because it's going to be bad, just because I don't think I'm ready. Me and me and John talk about this all the time. I am obsessed with The Last of Us so much that I've only played it once. Because my heart cannot handle the pain. And I was not ready for that first episode, no matter how much I do is coming. And I'm just sitting there with my wife, just like, oh, God, don't don't turn her off of this because what's about to happen. Right. But, oh, it's... it's so good. I was so excited. So What a weird thing. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I own this game three times over now. Between the PS3, mm-hmm. PS4, and PS5 releases, they're all just slightly different, right? Um, so for this to get to where we are and actually be produced actually release and we're only one episode in you know from what we've heard it's going to be a slam dunk but episode one shows us that uh video game adaptations can not only be good but damn can they get it right and so far to to see what we've seen to try to match the energy of an epic very beloved story such as the last of us part one that's a tall task they have the right people involved, uh, the right money behind it. That's yeah. a big deal. Got Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey in, in the in the lead chair right right now, and gotta say, I can't wait to to tear into this. So, just real quick, why don't we go around spoiler free for the first two three minutes here? Then we'll, we'll dive into everything. Nothing's off limits here. So, if you have not watched the episode, I encourage you go do that. Uh, you will not regret it, even if this was not on the radar. Bookmark this, come back to it. You can listen to it on podcast services around the globe or rewatch it on YouTube. But um, I definitely encourage you, even even if you've played the game and you know how this goes, don't listen to us yet. Go see it for yourself. Form your own opinion on it. But uh, first impressions, John, again, spoiler free. What did you make of episode one? I think that if you're a fan of The Last of Us, if you've never heard of it, if you've never experienced the story at all, doesn't matter. This, this is going to be... This is going to be one hell of a that, that first episode, that pilot really set the tone. It catered to us on all levels. It showed us that it's going to be an authentic retelling of the story. It, told, it, it showed us that they're going to change some things that make, it, that make more sense for the medium, being TV rather than a video game. Um, it showed us how authentically The Last of Us it is, and it makes me so excited for people who have never experienced the story. Um, it, it, it's, it's incredible. Episode one, the pilot, it was basically a movie. It was an hour and a half. Like it, it was, it was quite the, it was quite the media episode. Um, it, it's incredible, and I've got nothing but nothing but high expectations for the, for the rest of the show. Tim, how about your spoiler free recap on how you felt about episode one? Very similar. I think this is going to be one of those things. It's going to open up every video game series for an adaptation because. You've had a lot of them in the past that have been like, okay, you know, you had the Uncharted just recently came out. That was good, but not like I still haven't seen it. But this is one of those things where it comes out on HBO and just the expectations is it's going to be game changing to do a series off of something like this. I mean, you're going to get people that have never watched. My wife didn't know it was supposed to be about a video game. She had no idea. I tried to avoid telling her. Um, 
you know, and it was just one of those things we we started watching and I'm just watching and I'm getting emotional because I just I know how the whole thing plays out. I played both part one and part two, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a surreal moment kind of watching it all again, because it's just, you know, all those things in my head, because I never played the the remastered or the remake yet. It's something I'm going to dive into after I watch the HBO series. But I mean, I forgot about a lot of what happens in the story because it's been so long since I played it. And I, 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 I had a loss for words, honestly, with a lot of the stuff, because it's just it was so well done. And I can't wait to talk more spoilers about it. But one thing I was going to ask you, Joe, we do talk spoilers. Are we only going to talk episode one spoilers? I feel like we have to because there may be people that have never don't know anything about the whole thing. And I don't want to spoil that on everything. So I, I I think that's fair. We've got more than enough to talk about, kind of unpack there. Yeah. So I, I think that's okay. But um, Tim, I agree with you where this is such a production that you don't, you don't, first of all, like John alluded to, have to have any prior knowledge of it. So if you're new to The Last of Us, that's totally fine. This is perfect for that. And what's great is, too, with The Last of Us games, like they're not so long that you feel like you're behind if you haven't played them. So like you can go play those if you want to do that before you watch this, too. I don't encourage it, but um, before we, we open it up to spoilers, I just take a second, each of you. It, can you describe this episode... In one word, I in in my mind, I posted it last night and I said authentic, and it just felt like, you know, it helps having Neil Druckmann there, right? Like the the guy who made The Last of Us a thing, but it just like shot for shot was so good. It it nothing felt out of place. It was very true to form, and I've always been a big guy that says, hey, you know, when we're pulling from other lore like comics and books, um. Like it, it doesn't have to match it. Like you can change it and make it your own, and that's okay. Like I think this series could do that if they want. They don't have to stick with it. However, uh, I like that they did that so far. So authentic is kind of my word for it. Tim, you mentioned Uncharted, which I'm so happy you did. I I love how between the two Naughty Dog franchises here, they really got the medium right. We didn't need an entire ten episode run of Uncharted. We got a, a what I thought was a fun two hour movie which is a perfect popcorn flick. Like Uncharted is meant to be a movie. It, and right. it was very good on a different level. The, you know, Last of Us, I think, transcends that. But this would never have worked as a movie. This always needed to be a slow burn. Or as Colin Moriarty always says, I, I'll never forget this. This needed to be like a, a steak. You got to savor it. Uh, and you got to take your time with it and really, really taste all the flavor that you could get out of it. So uh, before, again, we move into spoiler territory, John, is there one word that describes the episode for you? Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with validated. I feel validated that I had so much hope and I, and I was so confident that this would be the one. This would be the one video game adaptation that really crushes it. Um, I, I was hopeful, but I, I feel validated after seeing that first episode. Using your word, authentic. It, it's just it. I'm I'm so glad that they're that they're crushing it the way they're crushing it. I just I just can't wait for more. But yeah, that, that's mine. Tim, any any other words that describe this for you? Mine is uh, intense. I think uh, that kind of describes everything that happens in the first episode from start to end. Start to end, it's everything's intense, which is supposed to be. It's supposed to feel like that. It's supposed to, you know, have your heart racing, like what's going to happen, you know. And then the stuff that does happen, you're like, oh man. So that's kind of that's kind of my word, and you know, just for the first episode at least. So, dude. And what's crazy about this to me is we knew what was coming, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it still was very intense. And that's when you know I think it, they got it right. For sure. And I just loved – I loved the fact that they changed little things about the story because it was so it was so interesting to watch that story that we're so familiar with. I've played this game eight or nine times probably. It's my favorite game of all time. Like, The Last of Us is like – that's Bible to me, man. Like, that story means so much to me. So to watch – to know these story beats and know where we're heading, but to see, like, different twists and turns along the way. And like I said before – twists and turns that make sense for the medium right like there's stuff that you can't really show on screen that you can with a that you can experience with a controller right that for that one of those first scenes when when you're when you're sarah and you're walking around the house you get to explore you get to kind of see some of those easter eggs you get to look at the birthday card and look out the window and see the explosion you can't have that agency in a tv show so to put sarah in this different perspective and we'll go into a little bit more and like how they introduced the you know the plot i guess like those changes are just so so interesting so so far so good when it comes to any kind of like adaptations that have 
funny too. My wife and I had a, a conversation. She's getting ready. We're going to the Sabres game today. And I was talking about how excited I was. And she's like, you know, have, you already know what happens. Like, how is it so exciting for you? I'm like, well, it's so different than like, have you read a book? And then the movie comes out for the book. Uh, yeah. And like, it feels so different than, you know, watch or playing it or watching it. Like, it's just, it's different. Like, they add stuff, they remove stuff. Like, it just, it's a whole different feel. And seeing the whole thing acted out, it's just different. And it's very that's different. That's the only way I can explain it. You, but I thought you, it was a cool conversation, like, that she was asking me, like, well, why would why do you care if you played it? Right. Well, we so. Have, we're so invested in the story, and we want it to be good, and we want to enjoy it again. But I like that you brought up the the, the book thing. Um, my, my buddy, Matt Rohrbeck, who has his own show, The Untitled Movie Podcast, who was hopefully going to be on one of our episodes uh, of this uh, this show here, who has been able to see the whole series already, he made that point in, in his review where he said, like, I find, I'm, not, I'm not a reader, but I finally feel... Like the same way that book readers do when the um, you know uh, the movie version of their of their favorite book is going to come out. It's like oh my god, don't butcher this, don't don't change my favorite thing, don't, you know, don't ruin it. And I can't believe they made that decision. Like I, I I felt that the entire time, thinking like oh my god, don't change this. Are you gonna like how are you gonna change this? And if you do, is it gonna work? Like I felt that sense of ante- anticipation. It's like I'm just so familiar with the source material, so it's just, it's it's a it's a perspective that I don't think I've ever had before. Yeah. So we will flip the switch here. We'll we'll start diving into spoiler territory. So if you have not watched it, if that matters to you, cut out now and, and come back and listen and watch it at a later time. Um, Tim, you mentioned intense with, with this. And what's funny is there are certain moments. Uh, so when, when Sarah goes next door and I know, mm-hmm. you know, something is about to go down, she's about to find her neighbors in a not so good spot. I, I don't know if you guys do this, but when I play like Resident Evil, this felt like the beginning of a Resident Evil game yes. to me. That's when they're scariest to me. For some reason, they they get. I don't know why if I like get into the comfort zone or what, but I, I find a groove and I'm not like terrified of my own shadow after the first hour. But I felt like that for this. So she goes into the house and I I. I like don't make eye contact with the center of the screen. <laughs> like, like I kind of <laughs> like have my watching. head down just, just a little bit where I feel like I'm just like focusing on like the bottom edge of the TV. I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but like that's where I was at. And dude, the part where she's looking at the DVDs and in the background you see the grandma, the grandma, like, dude. <gasps> Dude, oh my god! Oh, let's let's break all this down because there's oh, there's so much man. to unpack here. There's so much to talk about here. I, I kept trying to watch this show and use the filter of somebody who's never experienced a story before. So like that first hour, where first of all, we never got this much of outbreak day in the game. We never got to mm-hmm. sit with these characters and kind of get a little bit of the world and stuff like that. Something that works so well for television, right? Like we never got that in the game. So it was so cool. But I'm trying to like think of the way. Someone who's never experienced a story would see what's going on. And it's like the clues are pointing you into an entirely different direction. Like they're almost kind of right. setting this up. Like you think Sarah's going to be infected. They're, they're dropping little hints and stuff like that. Like she spends time with the grandma. She asked about, do you have to be in the city to get infected? How much time do you have to spend there? Because she was just in the city getting her dad's watch fixed. Like, it, like I don't yep. think anybody who hasn't played this game would have expected it to go the way that it did. Because I, I think everyone knows it's about like this father-daughter relationship and maybe there's some loss involved but i don't think they expected her to get shot like we all know she was going to so like my wife had no idea that None. filter to watch this to watch this show through thinking about someone who has never played the games before is just it's it's fascinating my wife that, yeah that lady oh my gosh that was like maybe the most intense part of the not emotionally speaking but just like cringy moment of the, the whole episode for me i was like oh my we, gosh we got we've never seen that I nothing think, right yeah. we've never seen when someone flips the switch and kind of gets taken over and the dog and how he like he or she reacts to her right. oh that john i think you're right too like like it, they were definitely setting that up almost to be like hey if you played the game you know this isn't like, coming you know but this misdirection's here haven't played yeah. the game right the i would think the majority of this audience has not played the game Probably. by far so like yeah Oh my gosh, dude. Here's, I just, it was so good. And how, let's talk about the intro real quick. Uh, that was a that. beautiful, beautiful setup because so, yep. we don't get that at all in the game. We kind of get little like puzzle pieces and clues as to what maybe happened. But this was really, really well done. 
like yeah you you, you need that kind, you need it. that kind of setup because like i said in a video game you have so much more time to sit with stuff and explore like you get to you get to read up newspapers about what cordyceps are as you're walking through the quarantine zones and stuff like that right like environmental storytelling is a huge part of video games and you don't have that in a television show in an hour an hour long episode so you have to tell that you know you have to give that information in a different way so i thought yeah starting with, like back in the 60s and having those those guys talk about the you know different kinds of fungus and uh, pandemics and stuff like that like obviously hit crazy cr- close to home with what we just right. went through in this world but like also knowing what's about to come in the game is it was, it was a cool way to start the show and you mentioned the intro the actual intro like straight goosebumps dude like yeah the, the fungus spreading i did not I, w- I wasn't sure if they were going to use the original song or if they were going to go with something original for the show i'm so glad they used the original the original score that kicks in and you just see like the entire map light up uh, i think uh i think tim getty said this um you see, they they start to show different cities that are having the outbreaks. Seattle is one of them, and it's like, oh, we know we know about Seattle. Like, ah, oh, it's like little Easter eggs and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just the, the just I, right from the get go. Yeah, I love the beginning because someone like my wife again. This is very different for me because I can be in the perspective of someone that's never watched it because I got my wife's reaction, and it was kind of kind of nice because she's not a big zombie. Like that's her first take is like, oh, it's a zombie movie. Like I don't want to watch a zombie movie. But, like, the fact that it's about, like, something that literally just kind of happened where it spread, it was a pandemic, and it explaining that it's the fungal and the fungus, and, like, all you think about is you want to spread that to someone else. And, like, that's what you're driven by, like, makes it feel different when later on in the show, the person who's infected is, like, chasing them, chasing Joel, and he's carrying Ellie, like, down, like, rapidly, like, stumbling over stuff, like that's probably in the back of her head thinking like, oh, like all that he wants to do is, you know, and spread this. And that's why, because that's your way your brain gets wired, which I thought was a perfect. I mean, not only was it scary shit the way he explained it at the beginning, it just portrayed like how serious it could be. And then it carried in. It was so I yeah. I love that they've added that in there. And it's an example yeah. of something that like we did not get in the game that the show was already doing better. Like, how cool is that? Like, we're mega fans of the last of us we adore this game and you know this new medium is actually being additive it's not just not just replicating the story we're getting some cool new stuff here so i love also seeing how dependent um joel was on um sarah i love seeing oh, dude. Like, he couldn't function without her and it just goes to show like how different everything is and you know when you kind of get that vibe that he's a good dad but he's not the best dad you know he prioritizes work over spending time with his family like a lot of little things that a lot of us do and it just made it feel so much more real so dude gustavo with that theme the the score right at the beginning like you said john like uh, as soon as they were playing that i'm like did they bring him back and and they did um and that really really helps capture the essence of the last of us because yes this is a visual thing this is a narrative thing but when you've got the score right just feels like it man it's like if you didn't have john williams for the original star wars that just totally has a different take on on what that feels like what that vibe is so it's very very important it is one-to-one like it is not the last of us without that like there's just so some there's such a vibe to the last of us like you you can just show me a screenshot of any zombie apocalypse and and i'll know if that one's from the last of us right there's just like a stylistic there's there's a vibe to it which they nail in the set design of the show as well but the music is a huge part of that so let's talk about that too. Like Tim, you said there was kind of like the Jamie was not into the idea that it was uh, another kind of another, another zombie show. Yeah. I feel like the last of us has always done a really good job of separating itself from that, even Agreed. though for all intents and purposes, the infected are zombies, right? Like that's what they are, but they just have always stayed away from that. They don't use yep. that word, but they, they do so in a really, a really nice way. I think because you could be like, Oh my gosh, are we still doing apocalypse TV shows here? Right. This is just, but it, it, it's just not that about they that made it way better for sure. And I, I, and I have, agree. I'm well, a little worried the zombies. That's why, right. right. It's, it's, it's more about the, the living. It's about the right. yeah exactly and, and and I think that's the that's the spin that even like the Walking Dead tries to use like it's not about the zombies they aren't the real threat it's the people who are left alive right but like not the, the same though the, it's not the same the Last of Us even isn't even about that the Last of Us is about the, the characters and the relationships right like it is about Joel and Ellie that's it like there's great side characters there's great world building stuff like that it's about Joel and Ellie and I do I do worry a little bit that I'm not going to be able to convince some some people to watch it until maybe it has some like some more profound critic reviews out there and we're further yes. in through some of these episodes because like 
I think my dad would love this show. I think my dad would adore this show. But trying to sell him on, on another zombie show right now is a little tough. Like, especially where yeah. it's like he only really watches cable and he's not going to fire and switch inputs because he never switches inputs. He doesn't really even know how to do that. He just watches, you know, Spectrum. So, like, getting him to flip over to HBO Max and play a show was like, that's going to be a big sell. So, I really, you know, I'm a little worried about that, but we'll see. There wasn't really much know, zombies man. in the first one. I mean, aside from the no. beginning. Right. I mean,. Yeah, the whole what half of the movie was, you know, was it bought there in Boston and all that stuff. So, yeah, so. I don't even like I think if I were to pitch this to somebody, I would not mention the Z word. I didn't. <laughs> sure. you know, like, I, I didn't. It's funny to say that I did not mention to Jamie. And then I'm like, oh, let's watch the trailer. Like the movie will be on soon. Like, let's just watch the trailer so you can see what you're getting into. She was like, why would you think I would like this? And I'm like, I don't care. Just like, wait. I said, like, Ouch. you're going to watch it with me and you're going to try to watch it. She's like, you, you know, I'm not into this stuff. This reminds me of like this, the Stranger Things thing that you wanted me to watch. I'm like, well, like, just give it a shot. Like, I'll be watching it. We could watch it together. Like, and did, did after we're know? done, she liked did it. Did she watch Stranger Things with you? She did. And she actually liked that, too. But we never finished it. We didn't finish the first season yet. Because, oh, my God, like she said, I don't finish TV. I get distracted easily. So I don't either. This is a rarity for me. Like, you know, it's 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 Star Wars and Marvel and this. That that's yeah. basically it right now for for what I well, you know, Ted Lasso, but that's that's a whole different sound. All right, Ted. Hey, man. Um, yeah, what were you gonna say, John? I was gonna say oh, what? I, I was gonna say now that that I know you have Apple TV, you have to watch Mythic Quest now. <laughs> Mythic dude, Quest, that's, dude. Uh, that's next on my list. Awesome. That that's a that's, that's a really fun show thing. too. I haven't watched that either. I'm I'm having fun with Apple TV, let it's me tell you. Excellent, dude. It. It's excellent. It is really good. There's it's a so much good brand stuff. to it, and I it, it speaks to me. So so far so good on on that topic. But um, John, by the way, I know this. Well, all all three of us. Like, if there's any direction any of us want to go, just take it there. I think next it makes sense to talk about Pedro Pascal. So thoughts here. Like, we thought this was going to be a slam dunk. He looks the part. He sounds the part. What do we think he he brings to the role so far? It, it, I, I was. My already high expectations were blown away because I thought that Pedro Pascal's Joel was going to be almost like a new Joel, but I totally trusted what that Joel would be. Right? Like, I think about I think about the the Pedro I know from Mando and, uh, and from what I know from Game of Thrones. Like, that character was uh, very animated, at least the Game of Thrones character, like very high energy, very sarcastic stuff like that. Joel Miller is not that. Like, Troy Baker's portrayal of Joel Miller is a very, very, especially after the events of the first 15 minutes of the movie slash television show, very somber, very hopeless, very angry at the world, just getting by, right? Like, that is the Joel that we are introduced to 20 years after the events of the, the first little bit there. Um, and I wasn't sure how how Pedro would portray that. I was excited for that. But there is so much of that original character. There is so much of that Troy Baker performance in Pedro's performance that I didn't expect. That low monotone voice, like where he's just like in his little everyday conversations, just completely disinterested, just trying to hopelessly survive. I didn't think we were going to get that. And I'm so excited I was wrong because he's crushing it, dude. Accent works too. He's got that nailed down. Yeah. That, broke, don't fix it. Right. That, that, that little Southern twang that I, you don't even realize is really there. But, you know, this takes place in Texas. So it makes sense. Tim, how are we feeling about Pedro? I, I couldn't have said it better than John did. I mean, he's saying everything I'm feeling. It's one of those things where, you know, I you have expectations of what it will be like, and you know, and you see how he portrays Joel, and it's just, I mean, he does such a good job, and I'm I'm so excited to see him, you know, progress throughout the story and see his relationship with Ellie because I think it's a good indication of him as a character but what this story is also very important about is how he interacts with ellie that's and all that I'm matters very curious to see that their dynamic i already like their dynamic i think it's very good um but i'm very curious to see how that progresses and as long as their dynamic is awesome i'm you know over the moon it's more than i would have ever expected so it just feels very much i agree with everything you guys said it just feels very much like uh you know, Troy Baker, it's one of his best performances ever. He's had a lot uh, over the last 10, 15 years or so in the video game industry. Uh, but to see that come to live on the big screen, big screen, so to speak, I guess, depending on the size of your TV, but on HBO, really, uh, it's really something special because I think there are these little subtle things that I've seen so far where Pedro did make it his own, but we're we're not talking far off the beaten path here. It's almost like going and being an actor uh, in a musical 
or a play. That that's what I like in this too. Like you're you don't want to change it too much. Yeah, you want it, it's special for a reason. But I think we're getting a lot of that with Pedro. And every once in a while, I hear like that little bit of Mando in there, and I, I love that. Yeah, of course, being a Star Wars guy, that spoke through so, a few times, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait for season three. <laughs> that, same, dude. I don't know if that trailer is out yet, but Mando season three trailer tonight. I uh, cannot wait to to it watch. Comes that out March, probably. right? Yeah, yep. Mando. Uh, yeah. We gotta get going. Gotta, gotta get the rewatch going. We'll, we'll get there. That's right. That's right. Um, Bella Ramsey in our time so far as Ellie. What what are we thinking? We I we got a little bit. You know, we we don't have a, a lot of leeway here just yet. But John, what are we thinking? Early on impressions. It blew me away, and for for other reasons. Uh, so like that was, I didn't I didn't have. Not that I didn't have faith in Bella. It's just that my expectations were all over the place because I'd only seen her in that small role in Game of Thrones, right? So her, her little Bella Ramsey is is Lady Mormont. She's this loud mouth little girl who commands the room, but she has like twelve lines in the entire show. It, it was more of like a it was more of a gimmick. She was kind of a gimmick character, like this you know this this little girl. She's so rude and commands the room. Like it's it's funny. It's cute. That was what the, that's the only character I've ever seen her portray. So when I saw this cast, I'm like. All right, I don't know what her range is like. I don't know how she plays a character like Ellie. I trust Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin to make the right call, so I'm like totally excited to see what it looks like. And get, spoiler alert, they she crushed it. They crushed the casting. Um it's a little bit different than Joel in in that case where it's like it's a little less spot on to to the Ashley Johnson Ellie. And I think that's a good thing. I think she has her own twist to it. She's a little more ruthless. She's she's almost like has a little bit of a a little bit more of an innocence to her, a little bit like yes. a more of a, like a girlish charm to her, but she's still got that, like she's still got the anger. She's still, she's still got that, that F you like stabbing guys in the legs and like, yep. Oh, so good. I, I think, I think she's incredible. I can't wait to see what that relationship between Bella and Pedro ends up being. She, uh, she nailed the, the Ellie scream, right? Like yes. when she's yelling at something. Yes. When she gets <laughs> thrown into the like, wall by Joel. Yeah. That too. Oh Yeah. Like it, it's dead on. I if you close your eyes, you couldn't tell the difference. Uh, Courtney, I'm interested to hear more about that. Courtney in the chat says right now Ellie's character to me is a little cringe sometimes. Uh, John, I I think you nailed it with innocent. That's where I was going with this. Like there's just I think in the game you get to a point where maybe I, I would say maybe roughly halfway to three quarters of the way through there's these innocent moments between. Joel and Ellie, where Ellie is asking about the world because she's never known a world other than this pandemic world, right? With in the apocalypse, and she's asking about, oh, what was this like, and what what happened here? And he's explaining football to her at one point. Like, yeah. I think there's more of that early on with this character, or at least this iteration of her. So think think about the framing in which we're introduced to Ellie between the game and this TV show. It's very different. We're introduced to Ellie as this prisoner who doesn't know why she's here. Like for the most part, she's she's being held against her will, and we know nothing about her. We don't know why she's special, especially if you're viewing this from you know the audience of someone who right. doesn't know the story. Mm-hmm. In the game, that's not how Ellie is introduced in the game ellie is friends with marlene she knows that marlene is friends with her mother like she's very familiar with this adult figure she has that she she put the trust in marlene and they're kind of on this mission together right so i think a lot of that innocence comes from the fact that we're being introduced to this this little girl as a prisoner as who's being held against her will and like why is she so important and why is she being treated like cargo i think that might have a little little to do with it and what are you what are your thoughts on bella's performance so far I really liked it. I kind of agree with John in some ways. I think the route they may be going, the vibes that I got is that kind of piggybacking off of a little bit of what Courtney had said, um, that she's very rough around the edges, you know, very can seem very cringy at, at times. I feel like that's how they want it to be because you can kind of tell when you when you meet with her, it's kind of like a she's putting on this performance a lot of times as a character of like, you know, she does the counts to ten and says "fuck you" and like all that stuff, which is awesome. But then you you kind of see a glimpse of feel like of her true personality is what's trying to portray. Is they're in um, Joel's apartment and he falls asleep and he wakes up and she's like, "Oh, you know, like I've never been outside before." You have this really like you. She changes her personality a little bit, and even and the, like the innocence towards breaks the end through. of the episode, right? And even towards the end of the episode, she just kind of like when she sees Joe beat the living shit out of that guy on the ground. Her face just kind of portrays like that innocence that we're talking about, like, oh, shit, like this is happening, like not realizing like that this is legit, like she's been living in a sheltered life this whole time and she acts like a badass because this is the, the what she wa- wants people to see. 
Did and you guys hang out for the last like five minutes after the episode? Just yeah, a little recap. I watched the yeah the you know the intro yep. the episode thing. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, awesome that they're doing that. Really like yep. that insight a lot. You know, instead of waiting till this whole series is over, like give that to me now in bite sized pieces. You know, there's uh, also a accompanying thing- podcast like with all of the uh, the cast, including like Troy and Ashley, right? No, I haven't. I haven't listened to it, but that's coming out weekly with the show. There's a, there's an official Last of Us podcast. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, no, I'll have to check that out. But they reference that scene, Tim, in this kind of commentary afterwards. And they, I love stuff like this, right? We always talk about it on Star Wars. I'm like, hey, did you notice that parallel? Well, they did this. They baked this right in. When Sarah sees Joel kill who he kills early in the movie, she's like horrified, right? But this is right. new. The pandemic is not a thing yet there. When Ellie sees it, there's almost like this, all right, this dude can play kind of thing. There wasn't as much of a a horrified expression. And I, I like that he made that contrast there because it gave us, you know, kind of motivation or I guess Joel motivation on why he was going to do that there. He had right. this flashback to what happened all those years earlier. And even though him and Ellie were not really close or tight yet, they don't really know each other. He wasn't going to let it happen again. It was so his that, chance. That's kind of. It was his chance to do the right thing in that moment that he never got 20 years ago. Like that is like, right. That, that is like, how we already saw it throughout the episode. We saw the flashback, something that we also didn't see in the game, actual flashbacks to him dreaming about that and like thinking about it. And all of a sudden the opportunity literally arises again for him to live that situation out again. And we see that the man that Joel has become like, he is ruthless. He is aggressive yeah. and he is going to kill this guy. And they talk about that a few times earlier that, you know, everyone's afraid of Joel and, all that stuff. And that was the first time that, you know, and then even Marlene was like, I know what you guys are capable of. And I think yeah. that was Ellie like saying, okay, this is what you're capable of. I love, and I love those changes to like the, the interaction with, with uh, Robert and how like he doesn't matter. Like in the, in the game, Robert was kind of built up as the, like the first kind of boss of the game. Like Robert's like right. this big yep. bad. He's, you know, he screwed you over. He screwed you over. And now we have to go find him, but like, he's dangerous. Watch out. Um, it didn't work for this narrative. Like it, can't tell that story you can't have you can't go through shipping containers and take out a bunch of guys because it doesn't fit in the narrative when you're not playing it right so it's just yeah could you imagine seeing that like just shooting from between containers and like (laughs) exactly like that you know it doesn't work in stuff like that they did do a bunch of really cool stuff shot wise to like there there are some shot for shot like remakes Mm -hmm. of the game in the show like the truck scene when they're pulling up to the one fork in the road, I saw like a, a comparison. It's the same thing. All the text is the same. All the framing is the same. There's one shot when Joel goes to grab something out of his bag, and it's the same shot, angle, everything, as if you were to start crafting something in, in the game. Like, you know how you get down on one knee and go in your backpack and start crafting? Like, oh, obviously, they've done that like, there on purpose. Awesome. That kind of stuff has been so cool to see because, like, you can't do too much. You can't because this is this is the 9 p.m. time slot HBO primetime show. This is their Game of Thrones right now. Like, you can't, right. you know, you can't, you can't cater to the, the video game audience too much. But they did it so perfectly. Let's talk about that. You said shot for shot. Uh, my buddy Rob has been posting on Facebook just, like, screenshots, but he's, he's replaying... Um, the Last of Us Part One. So he's doing the PS5 version right now, and he's taking screenshots of it and he's matching them up to the show, and it's just so cool. But I feel like, you know, we're joking like, oh, they can't like have a full shootout, and and this whole sequence it doesn't translate, right? That's that's part of why it's a game versus a TV show. But I don't know about you guys. I in my head was like just a minute ahead watching the show last night. Like, okay. So this comes next and then this happens just having played the game three times right. through now. Right. Like it was really awesome. And they it's did cool. a really nice job of that because I was awesome. as, as a longtime last of us fan, like just, it, it was really special. It felt like, all right, this should be an hour and a half first episode. They're not cutting corners. They're they're Yes. They have to fit it in where it makes sense from a narrative standpoint and adapt it to TV. But They've got some freedom to do what they need to do here. And so far, it's worked. It is. And I'll say one of my favorite adaptations so far, one of my favorite changes to the story is what were what were Joel and Tess looking for? Why were they trying to find Robert? Like, what were they trying to buy? In the game, they're just trying to buy a bunch of guns. And there's really no reason behind that. There's no, there's no plot progression there. It's like, we live in this quarantine zone. We need guns. That's what we're trying to do. In this in the show, they're trying to find Tommy. We haven't seen Tom. We haven't heard from Tommy in three weeks. That's very different than the show. In the show, I'm sorry, in, than the game. In the game, Joel and Tommy have burned bridges. We know where Tommy right. is. We know Tommy has his settlement camp. We know that he was with the Fireflies for a little bit. 
and he tailed off, whatever. Tommy's safe, but he's not with Joel anymore. They kind of have a burnt bridge there. Very, very different aspect in the show, which makes me excited because we're going to probably going to see more of Tommy and maybe a little bit sooner. Maybe not sooner, but we're going to maybe going to focus on that relationship a little more. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we even get like a good amount of flashbacks of that of that uh, that relationship. But that so far, I'm like, you've changed a, not a key aspect of the game, but certainly a plot point, And I love it. I'm curious. Tom- uh, oh, God. I was going to say, how about Tommy early on, though? That's another spot on. Yeah, it's so cool. All of it. And that's more like we got more time to sit with that relationship. We got we didn't get the first time we met Tommy in the game was after the outbreak when he comes to the house and he he saves Sarah and Joel. Get in the car. Let's go. First time we hear Tommy's voice is in the car and they're, you know, they're trying to escape the city. And this we get, you know, we get that little bit of a brotherly love. We get that like, you know, oh, he loves you. Yeah, he depends on me like type thing. Like, we, you know, it's it's. And then we, you know, even that little, yeah. and even that little glimpse into the relationship when he calls Joel in the middle of the night, like, hey, brother, I'm in jail, man. It wasn't my fault, but I need you to come bail me out. Like, just, you know, seeing, I've said this a few times, it sounds like a broken rec- record, but being able to sit with some of the stuff a little bit more because we have to, we have to be able to understand it like through this medium has been, has been really cool. Yeah. So glad that we got on yet another last of us remake in the fall because that was the perfect precursor for all of this to keep this fresh in my mind and i know you know like john you've played this game quite a bit uh, on the flip side tim you've only played it once but i feel like i have to play, play something last part least... one twice sorry okay oh i gotcha yeah twi- uh, that one twice I, I feel like you have to i have to see something a few times for it to really stick that's just how i am mm. some people could see things once and know every word but like this that was the perfect thing for me because it, it kind of wet my appetite. Uh, obviously, that was done on purpose, right? To build some hype for the remake as well as the HBO show in tandem. But um, again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. It's just all been right so far. Like there yeah. have not been missteps in my opinion. I I don't remember so, the last time since I don't know maybe like and this is a tired comparison at this point, but like since maybe like Endgame where something has like been so perfect and i've been so excited to talk about it that i've kind of had like just butterflies in my whole in, in, in my stomach the whole episode like every like i'm just i mean this episode this podcast we're recording like every time i'm talking about something we just watched yesterday like i'm so giddy about it because it was so good it was so much fun dude yeah and i, I love the camaraderie with this like we've we've talked about different shows over the years um you know whether it's in the geekiverse or outside of it but like it's well known that I just could not stand Game of Thrones. Like as much as I love the idea of that being an event every week, water cooler talk, I, I just could not get there. This I love the camaraderie though, like whether it's coworkers or friends or people who I know have no idea about the video game who want to jump into this, or hey, my dad. You know, my dad always goes to the movies with us, all that good stuff. Speaking of which, we got our Ant Man tickets tonight, so that's kind of exciting. Yeah. But like I love the the thought that everyone watches this. People you haven't talked to in ages text you because they have a feeling, hey, are you going to watch The Last of Us? And then you talk about it the next day, which is what, you know, today. That's where we're at. And I know, you know, so many people who were, I, I told, hey, you know, we're going to have a, a Twitch live stream, you know, jump in there maybe around nine o'clock. That all to me is really what makes a, a lot of this special. Now, the show on its own is really good. And, and dare I say that first episode was perfect. But we talk about it every time we go to, to see a new movie together because we get like a row of 12 of us. What partially makes that fun is the energy and just the friendships and, oh my gosh, did you see that moment? It's like going to a, a Bills or Sabres game together. It's, it's so much more fun when you do that together when it's positive. And I think that's where we're at with Last of Us. Like I look forward to this every single week. This is going to be, you know, Sunday night's going to be awesome because we watched the, the episode. But assuming we do these on Monday nights, how much more fun is that? Like, that's another thing yeah. to look forward to. Just, it's so awesome. Yeah, I, I can't, it. I can't wait till I find my first person that like is a friend of mine or, you know, a colleague maybe or a family member that gets into the show that isn't into the games. Like, I don't have anybody in my life right now that I know for a fact is watching this that's not familiar. Even my wife, like, she, she's very familiar with The Last of Us. She hasn't played through it, but like, she's seen me play it however many times and she, she's familiar enough. And I, you know, how many freaking YouTube videos have I watched of my favorite scenes? Like, she, she'll tell you. Um, so like, I can't wait till I find my first person who's just never seen this. And I'm just, I'm going to try, I'm going to try with everybody. I'm going to try my dad. I'm going to try with my sister-in-law. I'm going to text her like, you know, try this out. I think you're going to like it. I'm going to, I'm going to see who I can get into the last of us. And I'm very excited. Yeah, about I'll it. do an in-person 
Oh, we're going, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to bring my wife, and you'll be able to see my wife's reaction. Yes, that'd be awesome. It's kind of awesome. I'm, we, my... she saw, when she saw Sarah get shot, yeah. she's like, this is stupid. Like, Dude. She was upset. Like, it is It is very much like... Are you like, kidding me? And I was it, like... It's a barrier to she entry. She got her phone out because she couldn't handle it. I was like, oh, no. It is... I'm like... That's if you're familiar the part of the entire show, <laughs> if you're familiar with John Wick at all, like that is a, that that is something in that movie that really throws a lot of people off is when they kill the dog in the first couple of scenes. Like that is the moment where it's like, I know this is tough. I know it's so hard to watch. Yeah. I remember watching John Wick with my wife for the first time. She's like, I hate this. Why are you watching? Make me watch this. I'm like, but yeah. just keep watching. I know you're supposed to feel that way. And it's very much like the same thing with Sarah. It's like, man, if you didn't know that was coming, I don't even like. I put myself, put, you know, go back to the way I felt in 2013 when I experienced that the first time. I remember my jaw hitting the floor. Like, oof. Yeah, I think my you know wife what? is a little shocked that it was the person that killed her and not, like, something else. I mean... Right. It was... It know, was it, yeah. oh, think about that, man. It's crazy. What, what I recall from that moment, the first time I played it back in 2013, is the scream. Every time. I don't know what it is. It's just, like, I'll never... Dude ever forget that scream and it wasn't like a particularly noteworthy one I no it, it was just uh, almost like this faint like hopeless scream and i'm so glad you brought that up because i legitimately questioned whether or not they used the audio from the game because it was so spot on I was, that i was thinking that too that yeah. one little scream when joel's holding her and all of a sudden they do the turn and then that scream happens i'm like that hit exactly like it did in the game. Is that like I didn't look into it. I, I assume they probably didn't do it. I'm sure the I'm sure the uh, Nico Parker who portrayed Sarah who crushed it like maybe one of the best performances in the show. Yeah. Um, I'm sure she she did that. You know that that reading, but like wow, incredible. You know, uh, be, this being the first episode of our recap series here, uh, I, this is almost a little tangent, but like, do you guys have memories? I'm sure you do. Like, I've got some that come to mind just around whether it was the first last of us, the hype when it was announced part, play in part two, like we don't have to go into stories or anything, but like, do you, what, like I have a, I'll share one. We'll, we'll kind of go around if you have them. I know, I know John's got some like the first one coming out back in 2013 go before that. I want to say 2011 is when it was announced at the game awards and everyone was team Xbox 360 at that time. That was how it was going. And then I had so many friends who were like, I'm buying a PS3 to play this game. And that was a big, maybe a big shift in the tide for Sony there. But like, I remember pre-ordering that game and I remember which GameStop I got it at and they were getting rid of one of their big like cardboard displays. And I still have it downstairs in my basement. I remember I went to the gym that morning and I got home super early just so so I could play it before I went to work. Like all of these things, my, my dad even was excited about it at the time. Like John, you know, what, what do you got? I know you got something here. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So me getting in the last of us is something I think about all the time. Like, so I, I, I am that friend. I am that person who did not own a PS3. I, I was like, I, at the end of the Xbox 360 generation was when I was just getting more into more narrative games. Like I had just played Bioshock Infinite, Far Cry 3, like Dishonored. I just I just started playing more like like narrative heavy games where I'm like, oh, like gaming is more than Call of Duty and, and NHL, right? Like I, I was kind of just starting to get more into games. And, and, and with that, I started watching like more game coverage and game reviews, stuff like that. Well, I hear about this game, The Last of Us. I'm familiar with Uncharted. I'm familiar with Naughty Dog, everything like that. So I hear about The Last of Us. I'm excited for it. All of a sudden, I see the first review drop. Now, this is Monday. Monday of the week the game comes out. The review embargo must have, must have dropped on a Monday. I see all these reviews. I see all these five out of fives. I immediately post on Facebook, who's got an old PS3? I'm looking for a PS3. I get a hit in like 10 minutes or something like that. My brother's buddy looking to get rid of his PS3 super cheap. Awesome. I picked it up for like 100 bucks. I drove to his house hours after seeing this first review. And then my, my dumb self drove to GameStop. And I'm like, I'm going to buy The Last of Us because like, oh my God, this is incredible. Well, I didn't realize the, the review embargo dropped before the game came out. So I'm like asking this guy at GameStop, I'm like, I would like to buy a copy of The Last of Us, please. He's like, it's not out yet. I'm like, what do you mean? I just saw a review for it. He's like, yeah, it comes out on Friday. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I'm, I feel dumb. That makes a lot of sense. So I had a PS3 for four days with no games because I'm like, I bought this thing for The Last of Us. Um, so it finally comes out on Friday, which happens to be the release date of Man of Steel. So I had already have tickets to go see Man of Steel with my father, who's a big Superman fan. So we went to the mall. We saw Man of Steel. And I'm like, Dad, 
I gotta take a quick detour. I'm going to Best Buy and picking up a video game. And that's where I scooped The Last of Us and history was made, man. Dude, that's that's awesome. I love that you like it's so funny how ingrained in every detail we are now just doing what we do with Geekiverse. Like I can't imagine not knowing that now. <laughs> I know. And like, like it, it was one of those know. things where it's like I knew enough. I like I, I had a good amount of, you know, information and like knowledge yeah. of how the system worked. I just was so excited I kind of forgot to think about like did this review drop before the game came out? Like, uh. Oh, man. I love that so much. Tim, any any fun stories or where you were in life? Any any of that come to mind with Last of Us? Yeah, I mean, it was a different time for me. I mean, pre-kids, I could uh, go get the game the day of and, you know, play it nonstop over the weekend. And, you know, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm a big fan of these style of games. Uh, you know, my, my, I enjoy great. them, you know, I dabble. But I mean, I was looking forward to it so much. I mean, anytime a new a new game in this genre comes out, I'm on top of it so fast. And when I got it, it was just a surreal experience. I'm all about the narrative games. I mean, I'm a big RPG guy, and this is like combining, you know, adventure, horror, you know, just everything that I love in a game together. And I just I started playing it, and I couldn't stop. So you know, I beat it pretty quick and played it a second time about a month or two later, and just I was obsessed. But, you know, it's one of those things that I always wanted to go back and play, just never did. So. You, you got to play through the, the, the part one remake. The, the new one I'm is like, to. so I, like I said, I probably played through The Last of Us seven to ten times. I don't, I don't know for sure. Like I've, I've, it's something that like I make a point, like when I replay that game, like I, I get in that headspace. I, I'm committed to this. Like I'm playing this, like I try to play like for the first time again, right? Playing the part one remake was the first time that I was like, it, it, was, the, it was the most special playthrough since the first time playing it. Just being able to just like see this world in a new light and just appreciate new art and like the, how beautiful the game looked like to like at, at you know at a certain point you're kind of just running through the levels because you know them. I'm stopping and looking at stuff again because it looks so beautiful. Like there's details that that I didn't notice from the you know from the previous couple of games. Like you got to play the part one, man. It's it's really yeah. really good. I'm excited because you know I don't remember as much about it anymore. So yeah, Tim, I think that that PS5 run through is going to be special for you because of the show and the excitement and just not having done it for a while. Um, what's funny for me, I guess, looking in hindsight is uh, when I played it on PS3, like I liked it. I didn't love it. I was like, oh. this is fine. This is a good triple a game. I love, you know, big naughty dog guy uncharted. It's fine. But when I went to replay it um, on the PS4 version, a few years back, just prior to last of us part two coming out, that's when it really, if you, no, no pun intended, clicked for me. I really got into it. I went through everything in those levels. Like, no stone left unturned. I read all the lore, every bit of it. And I did the same thing in the fall, this past fall with the PS5 version. I platinumed the game, everything. I could not get enough of it. And I feel like beginning to end, it was only a few days. I played it just so fast. It was all I could think about. So, uh, like, it, it's ingrained in me now where, it, like, it, it's it's special. It's on that short list for some of my favorite uh, gaming IPs of all time, let alone stories. Uh, my, my last story here on, on Last of Us is, I know I've, I've mentioned it on Busy Sticks. Uh, Busy Sticks is our all-gaming podcast. We're going to record that after this, so hang out if, if you're in, interested in that. But uh, I got to go to E3 a few times, and in the most recent one, it was the one where they revealed uh, gameplay for for the last of us part two they it, we had press access it was really cool i got to go behind the scenes i was in that chapel that they built the, if go watch the video for this e3 sony was just off the rocker with awesome stuff for this and ghost of tsushima so we don't know what's going on the lights go dim i'm like oh my gosh i feel like i'm in that scene in kingsman in the church like are, are we all gonna like attack each other so the lights come on and then there's one spotlight and it's just on Gustavo and he just starts playing and he plays for a solid three, four minutes. Uh, out comes Sean Layden and then uh, Neil sitting there and they, they play the trailer and then they start showing some of the behind the scenes stuff. And that was so special to be able to sit there and just, you know, knowing this is a game that I love so much and it's so special. Uh, you know, I think it's something you never forget. So love to hear from you guys as well in the chat. If, if you've got any memories, that is oh, the most jealous I, I have ever been of you. Oh, that story i i like would kill to be in that room that that is I, that that was when i'm just full-blown last of us fanboy at that point like like i i had watched the the teaser trailer for part one for part two 
probably 100 times waiting for the second trailer like okay this is e3 this is it and to see it start off like that and to see that little you know that that room they built and like oh my god the fact that you were there is incredible dude it was yeah. so crazy they never they did told us nothing that's we basically met outside of there it was this like locked auditorium uh and then they they wisp you in and we all stood there for a while everyone's like we have no idea what's happening we don't know what game we're gonna see they didn't tell us and then when Gustavo starts playing, you're like, oh, got it. So this is a really weird interactive almost E3 for Sony. And then the next one, they whisper you away to like another room. You go over this bridge across this highway and it's it's it was so weird. You go into almost like another auditorium. And what was it? It was just like screens everywhere of the fields from Ghosts of Tsushima. And we didn't know much about that game at that time. And they they showed us and it was it was so bizarre but it was it was so memorable for sony so re- yeah really nice memories there i hope they do something like that again in the future if if we ever get another similar style ah, event. Be incredible. i gotta go to but, e3 so bad i want to go yeah for sure good times uh anything we're missing is there anything that you thought you wanted to see better in this episode like uh, nitpicks any, anything at all like what if we not I, covered anything i have one nitpick about? i have one nitpick it it, it it was just a timing thing it, it was just after uh joel tess and ellie there they they get caught by that soldier right and the, you know that whole interaction goes down the timing on the reveal now again i'm watching this show through the perspective i'm trying to think about like someone who's never seen this before and i'm like waiting for how they're going to reveal that ellie's been bitten because they have not talked about that yet like the, i think even in the in the game we may we may have even known that before uh, maybe not that might have been the reveal there too but i'm waiting for this this big reveal that ellie's bitten and they really really rushed that and going back and watching it for the second time i understand what they're going for it was supposed to be chaotic it was supposed to be this thing where you're still fixated on joel and you're watching the way that joel's reacting to have just murdered this man with his bare hands and that's a background conversation and you know tess is freaking out but we still have to we still have to make our we have to make our way down and you know escape but i'm like I wish they would have stayed on that a little bit more. I wish they would have really nailed that home a little bit, a little bit harder that like she's infected and she's been infected for weeks. And like, this is, this is the point of this whole story. Did it almost seem like a throwaway comment? Like it was so quick. I feel like people could have missed that. Like I, that seems funny to say, I knew it was there. Like I could have gotten up and like, went to the fridge quick you, or something you kind of had like, to what, listen what for it yeah you had to listen yeah. for what what she was saying like they and her and tess were kind of talking over each other and again it was i think it was supposed to be super chaotic because it's a very chaotic scene they gotta they get the hell out of there but i think it was a pacing thing that if you hadn't played the game you may have not felt the gravity of what you just heard i feel like uh i i agree but i think maybe in the perspective of someone who hasn't watched it i feel like they kind of hinted that there's some reason that she's there, so I feel like maybe the but that that's supposed to be the reveal though. Hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree. But I just feel like maybe for the average viewer, that was a good way to to even though it was quick to include at the end of the episode, makes you want to like find out more. Like what's go- like you know why they need to be she needs to be taken now because prior to that it's just like oh she's just kind of there. Yeah, you know, they're they're taking her, but why? And this I feel like you had to kind of do it. The first episode to set the premise of like, no, like this that, is the the reality of it. That's I the, agree. That's the it's timing like, of when it should happen, and that's the exact scene yeah. it should have happened. If you think about if you think about how that happens in a game, they, it's the same thing. The little radar, like they they kill this guard, yeah. they see the little radar, they see that she's infected, but then and then Tess draws a gun on Ellie. She's like, "What are you right. doing? Like, is it like did Marlene set us up? What's going on here? Like, what like yeah. what's happening?" And then yeah, then quick. you. Yeah, you get more. You get more of the. I don't know. There's missing a little bit of a gravity, but I guess we'll see if I think they. It should have been dramatized a little bit more to to pause in that minute there and be like, "What you said? What?" Like they could even almost like the slow roll curtain, or or you know, zooming in on Pedro real quick to be like, "What did she just say?" Like right. I feel like they. Yeah, again, nitpick, but they could have emphasized that a lot more because. This is the reason they're about to go on this journey. That's it right there, right? Like, that's why they're doing what they're doing, at least to start. So I'm super curious if they'll start off the next episode going more into that. Like, once they get to a safer area, they're going to have to address it more. For sure. You know, like a good 10 to 15. But again, a good 10 to 15 minute monologue. They get somewhere safe and then she pulls her gun out and be like, 
what the hell's going on? Like you're infected. Like there's a good chance. Did yeah, she the- set us up? Like there could be more of that in the next episode, possibly because they were being rushed out by the people coming. So it's a good possibility that may happen, but I agree. for sure I agree that there's a good chance that they they do replay that scene that I just talked about once they've you know once they've gotten somewhere different. Yeah, it could be more of a hey, this is why we'll explain more on the next episode because we don't have enough time to put another 25 minutes of explanation. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. So that's and if that true, if that's our only nitpick, then man, what a, what a yeah, pilot, least, what a, what yep. a premiere. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'll tell you. Just my last thought here. The one shot, I think, that really made me go, oh my goodness, was the shot towards the end, the pan up of that leaning tower, that leaning e- building, because that is ripped well, out of the, the game and burned into my memory. When you talk about nailing the set design and nailing the world, like that is the one scene that is like, oh my God, they, they didn't just nail the, the, the tight corridors and the slummy streets of Boston, which is probably easier and cheaper to do. They nailed the big thing too. They nailed yep. the, the skyscraper in Boston, which is like, yeah, how many times did we walk through the, those parts of the game and just press down on the thumbstick and stare? I'm sorry for you guys. Press up on the thumbstick and stare oh, at that thing. Reverse it. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, out of the that's it's actually isn't that bizarre like i literally didn't even think about that i'm like i'm i'm, I'm replaying how to do it to I'm pressing down. i thought he meant like he clicked our <laughs> no i just oh, I, I forgot I, I forgot that i'm broken i think i think my favorite part of the whole show was when um joel and them were driving to get away from the house trying to go through and like yeah from the city like all the chaos everything i just thought you're like in the perspective of the front seat of the vehicle looking out the just like in the game, and it was just, it was so awesome. So. Well, if that's all we got, that would have been fine. But guess what? We got nine more weeks of this coming up. So that's yep. really cool, guys. Um, more or less of us on the way. We're going to be doing this recap discussion every week. We hope you'll join us, whether you watch it live on Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube, or listen back in podcast form on podcast services around the globe. If you want to hang out live, we are going to take a quick break. We're probably going to talk about the Mandalorian trailer for a minute, and we're also going to be recording Busy Sticks, where we're finally recapping our 2022 games of the year. No controversy there whatsoever. Clear winner. That is it. Um, And maybe some afterthoughts after that. But we'll see what that night brings us. So, uh, guys. We did it. We got to to episode one of The Last of Us. I I just, I can't believe we're talking about it. It's one of those things you almost don't think it's ever going to come out, you know? Yep. Like, it's a pipe dream. Video games, they always get optioned into movies and TV shows for for what feels like decades on end. But um, I got to say, if HBO can do this with The Last of Us from what we've seen so far... I can't wait to see what God of War is going to look like a few years down the road. So, agreed, yeah. agreed. I, I think was just thinking about like if they didn't, if if I had to pick something other than The Last of Us for them to do this with, I don't know what I'd pick. I, I, I you think were just thinking episode. of like Game of the Year, so you were thinking of God of War. Interesting. I, I don't want to go too I mean, far down. I want to go. I don't want to start a whole new rabbit hole conversation. But I think we're kind of turning the corner here when it comes to like video game adaptations, man. Like we got oh, Uncharted. Is- Uncharted was a popcorn flick. It was fun. We got dude. Those Sonic movies have been good. We got the Super Mario movie coming out. Like Arcane was awesome. The Cyberpunk thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I think The Last of Us might be like the 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 first ten out of ten. Maybe like okay, episode one. You know, obviously premature there, but like it has the potential to be a ten out of ten. But we we've been getting some good stuff, and I'm excited for the future. I think this how is about the first movie. Yeah. You you think about all everything you mentioned there, a lot of really nice stuff in the last few years. Like this has been good. That stigma will always be there, I think. Every time you get a, a mediocre one, it'll be like, oh, they blew it again. But this lays the blueprint for future IPs to how make good, that transition over. How good can this be? Think about it. With the time and the love and the you know, the budget, of course, and right. the big names that are behind it. But I think it comes down to possibly one X factor. And this is true in a lot of things in life, whether it's at work or it's in general conversation. Do you have the right person in the room? They have Neil Druckmann in the room for this more than just in the room, right? He's at the top here. You've got him. And I think that's why this is actually so special because so many times we've seen properties adapted, whether it's comics or for TV or video games, and it's not right. You've got the right guy here, and I think it's going great so far. So time will yeah. tell. I think this is the first uh, show that you could have someone wandering around on HBO and putting it on and having finishing the entire series, 
having zero clue that it was ever a video game and someone tells you oh it's that's this is a video game about that like oh they made a, a video game about the movie like or the show yeah. having no idea that it was ever a video game first because of how great of a, a show and story it's going to be i've gotten that a few times from people who like the witcher um who yep. i so i've not watched that but like from time to time people but, be like, oh, I didn't know that was a video game. To be but, fair, well, it's, it's a few things. Yeah, but to to be fair, the show is based on the book, not the video game. The video game just That's happens. The, the the video game just happens to exist. So like that counts for sure because the video game did a lot in like bringing Geralt's like physical attributes to form, and I think I think that I think that had a lot to do with it. But the the source material was there from the book, so like I think I give that I give it a pass, but not a not a home run when it comes to a video game adaptation. Mm, all right, that's a topic for another time. All right, let's go take a break. Let's watch this Mando trailer. Thanks so much for joining the chat here for The Last of Us Episode 1. For John and Tim, I am Josiah. We'll catch you all next week for Episode 2.